9 Tishrei, Tes Tishrei, Tzadik, His Life, 11, 114. One day in the year 5560, 1800, the Rebbe saw that he had to go and live in Zlatopolia. Toward the end of the year, on the first day of Elul, his daughter Adol was married. The wedding took place in Chmelnik, and the Rebbe was present together with his entire family. His mother, the saintly Fega of blessed memory, also attended, and at the time of the marriage ceremony she saw the Baal Shem Tov, for she was the possessor of Ruach HaKodesh and great insight, and was accepted as such by all the tzaddikim. In particular, her brothers, who were well-known tzaddikim, the saintly Rabbi Ephraim of Sudelkov and Rabbi Baruch of Mezhbuz, both considered her to be one of the prophetesses. In the same period, just after the wedding, the Rebbe's daughter Miriam became engaged to the son of Rabbi Leibish of Volochysk. On the Rebbe's return from Adl's wedding with his family, he journeyed immediately to Zlatopolia and entered the city without the knowledge of the members of the community. He had not hitherto consulted them at all. He simply rented accommodations and quite unexpectedly settled himself there. In spite of this, the people of the community received him with great honor. Considerable numbers came to Zlatopolia to be with him for Rosh Hashanah. There were over a hundred people. The Rebbe had made no preparations for them whatsoever, because he himself was like a visitor there, having arrived only recently. Nevertheless, the members of the community received all the visitors with great honor, and they pressed the Rebbe to pray in the main synagogue together with all his followers, because there was plenty of space. He prayed there on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and they gave him ultimate authority to decide about all the arrangements regarding who would lead the services and blow the shofar, etc. He spent the ten days of repentance there, and everything was perfectly peaceful. However, on Yom Kippur, the Ne'ila service was conducted by a person who did not meet with the Rebbe's approval. In the middle of the service, the man became dumbstruck. He was simply unable to open his mouth. Eventually, he had to step down to his great embarrassment, and someone else took his place. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, His Praises, 14 No religious experience came easily for the Rebbe. Whenever he serves God, he experienced every possible hardship. For example, he found it very difficult to sit alone in a special room for several hours, devoting himself to God. At first, this was next to impossible for him, but instead of giving up, he forced himself, overcoming his basic nature by spending many hours meditating in his special room. The same was true of his daily religious obligations. They burdened him like a heavy yoke, and he often felt that they would crush him. His difficulties were unimaginable. But the Rebbe discovered a way that enabled him to bear even the heavy yoke of his devotion. Each day he would say to himself, I have only this one day. I will ignore tomorrow and all future days. I have only this one day alone. In this manner, the Rebbe was able to bear the yoke of his devotion for that day. It was only for one day, and for just a single day, one can accept all sorts of burdens. Only when that day's devotions were finished would the Rebbe accept the next day's responsibilities. This was the Rebbe's way. He would consider only one day at a time. In this manner, he was able to bear an extremely heavy y yoke of devotion, a burden he could not otherwise endure at all.
For the Rebbe served God with all sorts of devotions requiring great exertion and effort. His routine was so difficult that it would have been absolutely impossible had he not considered each day as the only day. 15. The Rebbe used to make frequent use of vows. He would plan out an order of devotion for each day, and often at the beginning of the day, make a vow to fulfill it. Then, because of the vow, he would be obliged to complete his plan regardless of how difficult it was. This was a frequent practice. The Rebbe made use of all sorts of safeguards to keep him from particular temptations or bad traits. Among his many devices was his use of vows. Often he would make an inviolable oath, holding a sacred object in his hand just to strengthen his resolve and keep him from something he wished to avoid. The Aleph Bet Book Love A. 1. When there is no love between people, they bear tales. Their tale-bearing brings them to mock one another, and their mockery then leads them to telling lies. 2. Hatred leads to turmoil and fires. 3. One's love for God protects his soul from misfortune. 4. Achieving love for God requires that you first repent for your sins. 5. Everyone loves a person who is completely given over to praying for the Jewish people. 6. Love brings to encouragement. 7. Encouraging someone in his service of God will bring him to love you. 8. You can merit loving God by reciting the Halal prayer in a loud voice. Kitzer Likutei Moharan 1. Lesson number 4. 7. The second stage is the charity that the person gives to the Torah scholar. This rescues him from the negative character traits associated with the two elements of animal and human, which are idle speech, slander, haughtiness, and their related traits. 8. The third stage is when the person confesses before the Torah scholar. Through this, the Torah scholar directs him on the right path according to the root of his soul. This is the most important thing because it saves him from everything. 9. Because of idle talk and slander, poverty comes. Also, on account of haughtiness, poverty comes. Through the charity given to the Torah scholar, a person rectifies this and merits wealth. 10. Before a person confesses and speaks his whole heart before the Torah scholar, even if he was in the presence of the Torah scholar and gave him money, he still does not know which path he is traveling. For there is a path that a person believes to be right, and ultimately it is the path of death. Proverbs 14.12 But when he confesses before the Torah scholar, the Torah scholar directs him on the right path according to the root of his soul, and everything is rectified. 11. Each time that a person comes to the Torah scholar, he should speak his whole heart before him. In this way, he is included in the infinite, and thereby merits to know that everything that happens to him is for his benefit. Then he will say the blessing, who is good and who does good, over everything. And this is a taste of the world to come. Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Lost Princess The giant said to him, Further on in the desert you will find my brother, who is in charge of all the winds. They fly all over the world. Perhaps they will know. The viceroy traveled for many years searching, and finally he found another giant like the first ones. 
This giant was also carrying a huge tree. He asked similar questions, and the viceroy answered, telling his entire story. This giant also tried to discourage him, but the viceroy pressed his case on him also. The giant told him that he would assemble all the winds for his sake, and would ask them. He summoned them, and all the winds came. He asked them, but not one of them knew anything about the mountain or the castle. The giant said to him, Don't you see that people have told you foolish tales? The viceroy began to weep very bitterly. I know for certain that it does exist, he said. Just then he saw another wind come. The giant was angry at it. Why did you take so long to come, he demanded. I decreed for all the winds to come. Why didn't you come with them? The wind replied, I was detained because I had to carry a royal princess to a golden mountain and a pearl castle. The viceroy was very happy. The giant asked the wind, What things are valuable there? Everything is valuable there, replied the wind. Restore my soul. Likute Moharan, 16. There are many different kinds of evil inclination. The common run of people have a very low sort of evil inclination. Their desires are grossly materialistic. In fact, they are quite nonsensical. Anyone who has a clear head and can begin to form some slight conception of the true greatness of the Creator can see that such desires are mere foolishness and idiocy. For him, even the trial of sexual lust is a kind of nonsense that takes very little strength to withstand. His own evil inclination is on a far higher level, because his own level is higher. He has begun to acquire an understanding of truth. Kute Maharan 1, 72 17. Higher still is the level of those whose evil inclination is a fine klipa. Such an evil inclination is sent only to a truly worthy man. But this is still not the level of the evil inclination of the true tzaddikim. Theirs is really a holy angel. Lekutei Moharan 1, 72. 18. The very strength of desire that a person experiences to draw closer to God can in fact be a danger thrown up by the evil inclination. At times, his passion burns far more fiercely than it should. This is the meaning of the warning that God gave to Moses before the Torah was given. But the Kohanim and the people must not cross the barrier to ascend to God, or else he will break out against them. Exodus 19.24 You must pray that God's loving kindness will protect you from this. The Kutei Moharan 1.72 Rebnussen's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 6 Furthermore, be sure to select a time every day to express yourself before your Creator, as we have discussed so often in the Rebbe's name. This universal practice allows every Jew to claim his share in the inherent holiness of his people. It is impossible to explain any more about this in writing. Thousands of pages would not be enough. Just... Attend closely to what is written in the Rebbe's books, and you will find an inner peace which will stay with you forever. I do not approve, my beloved son, of your having, as you told me, two separate sessions in your study of the codes, Orachayim, the laws of Shabbat, and Yorodea, the laws of salting meat. You should know by now that I do not like this way of focusing on two such dissimilar subjects at the same time. What does salting have to do with Shabbat? 
You know that I always want books studied in order. Study Orachaim from beginning to end, and then, with God's help, begin Yoridea. Start with the laws of slaughtering and go right through, in order, till the end. Do the same with Choshen Mishpat and Evan Ha'ezer. Many young people make the mistake of dabbling. First they study milk and meat, and then litigation. All of a sudden they jump to the laws of family purity. In the end, they become bold on this side and that. Bavakama 6DB And they know nothing about any of them. And even when they are grown, they don't know a single law in even one area. And all their work was for nothing. I want you to study the laws of Shabbat, along with Tractate Shabbat, as you said you were. Make sure that you understand what you learn very well. Don't delude yourself. And don't become bogged down with the minutest details, as we've discussed in the past. If you can't convince your study partner to change, still, don't split from him over this. But study salting as well, as he wishes. If you succeed in convincing him to study sequentially, then it is very good. I am sure he will be grateful to me, with God's help. Always try to be happy. How delighted I was to read that you are happy. May it always be so, my son. May you always be full of joy. Look carefully at the beginning of the letter where I talked about Simchat Torah. I purposely dwelled on it because we should always remember the joy of being a Jew. We should always feel infinite joy over this. We have merited to be from the seed of Israel, and God gave us His Torah and the Holy Commandments. Happy are we. How good is our portion. The words of your Father, who is waiting longingly and hoping to see your true and eternal happiness and success. Grow wise, my son, rejoice my heart, that I may not fear to answer him who insults me. The insignificant Nussan, son of Reb Naftali Hertz, may his light shine, of Breslov. Reb Nussan's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 234, With God's Help, Monday, Vayichi, 5597, Nemerov. My dear son, I received all your letters, and I was quite pleased. At the moment, I do not know what to write you, because I have already written you a great deal. But your friend Reb Nachman, the deliverer of this letter, has urged me to write you, so I am compelled to take pen in hand and at least send you greetings. Now, my son, fortify yourself determinedly and constantly bring yourself to joy. Thank God the days of Hanukkah passed peacefully. I had a few of our comrades as guests, and they struggled with enormous difficulties to get here. Who can understand the ways of God? I was certain that you and our comrades from Tulchin would be here with me for Shabbat Hanukkah. As for the rest, I considered it highly unlikely that they would come. But it turned out exactly the reverse. We see every day that we know nothing at all. You were under duress, though, and the Torah exempts duress. The deliverer of this letter will certainly tell you what was discussed here that Shabbat. And you have undoubtedly already heard a little from Reb David. You should know that, thank God, you had a large share in the teaching that I originated through God's salvation that Shabbat. For it was your good desire that motivated me to write you that letter. And it was that letter which sparked many of the true, wondrous, original teachings that I innovated and taught this Shabbat Hanukkah through God's miracles. How great are God's deeds! Who can comprehend the miracles and kindnesses that He performs every moment of every day? 
Therefore, my dear son, fortify yourself determinedly and at every moment start anew, especially every morning. Practice zealously what I have said, that it is necessary to believe that God is constantly innovating new things. As it is written, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And as we say every day, who creates daily new things. You will also hear from the carrier of this letter about the marvelous encouragement I discussed with him, which is contained in the verse, I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you up. Genesis 46.4 Understand the wonders of God. Most important is that you take from all this something that you can apply to yourself, as in a Hanukkah candle for each person is the preferred way of performing the mitzvah. Shabbat 21b I have no time to write any more. The words of your father, Nasan of Breslov. Letter number 235 With God's help, Wednesday, Mishpatim 5597 My dear son, I just now received your letter. I intend to set out, God willing, on Tuesday, the week of Torah reading Teruma. As you can understand for yourself, I am not yet clear about what route I will take. May God, who steadies the steps of man, let me travel safely. In my every movement and my every step, I rely on him alone. I will most likely let you hear from me from Uman, and if I come to Cherin, I will notify you from there with God's help. Reb Nachman of Tolchin will be traveling with me until Uman, God willing, and from there he will return to his home on foot. You will hear everything from him. God will do what is good, and he will finish everything for the best, as he desires. The words of your father, waiting for salvation. Nasan of Breslov. Shemot Hatzadikim. B'nei Yehuda, Chor, Shoval, Ra'aya, Yachat, Achumai, Lahad, Tsarati, Eshtauli Avi Etam, Yisrael, Yishma, Yidbash, Penuel Avigador, Ezer Avi Chusha, Achuzam, Chaifer, Temni, Achashtari, Tseret, Tsochar, Etnan, Kotz, Anuv, Zoviva, Acharchel ben Harum, Yabetz, Kluv, Achi Shucha, Mechir Avi Eshton, Rafa, Paseach, Techina, Benekinaz, Otniel, Saraya, Chatat, Maonotai, Ofra, Saraya, Yoav, Iru, Ela, Naam, Kenaz, Yehalel El, Zif, Zifa, Tirya, Asar El, Ezra, Yeter, Mered, Efer, Yalon, Miriam, Shamai, Yishbach, Eshtemoa, Ishto Hayehudia, Yelda et Yered Avigador, and Chever Avisocho. Yikutiel Avizanoach. Bnei Bitya Basparo, Asher Lakach Mared, Hodia, Nacham. Avi Kiila Hagarmi, Eshtemoa Hamaachati, Shimon, Amnon, Rina Ben Hanan, Tilon, Yishi, Zochet, Ben Zochet, Er Avi Lecha. Lada Avi Maresha, Ashbea, Yokim, Anshe Kozeva, Yashuvi Lachem. Rebnasan's Prayers 1, 
Prayer number five. In your abundant love and kindness, help us to be able to pray for the entire world and thereby bring about the fulfillment of its needs. Help us nullify all evil decrees through our prayers. Grant us the knowledge of whether the decree has already been sealed or not, so that we may know how best to pray to you, and whether we should clothe our prayers in the form of narrative at times when this is necessary. Even though we may be very far from this level of understanding at the present time, even so, everything is in your hand, and for you, nothing is impossible. Hashem, do not hold back your love from me. Your mercy and your truth will always protect me. Help me come to everything I have requested of you. Sanctify me with your mitzvot, and delight my soul with your salvation. Purify my heart to serve you sincerely with the service of the heart, namely prayer, so that I will be able to pray to you with all my strength and fulfill your mitzvot joyously at all times. Let the words of my prayer be sweet to him. I will rejoice in Hashem, and my soul will exult in Hashem and delight in his salvation. All my bones will declare, Hashem, who is like you? You save the poor from those who are too strong for them, and the needy from those who would rob them. Light is sown for the righteous, and joy for those who are pure of heart. Blessed be Hashem forever. Amen. Amen. Prayer number six. Hashem our God, and God of our fathers, God of love and kindness, have pity on me and on my poor soul, which is thirsty, hungry, and yearning to return to you. Help me repent completely for all my sins and transgressions. Those who come to be cleansed and purified are helped from heaven. Let me be one of them, and you yourself assist me in purifying myself of my sins, so that I will be able to come to perfect teshuva for all of them. Loving God, have compassion on me and see my wretchedness and degradation. Was it for this futile life of mine that you created me? I feel I'm hardly worthy of being called a person at all. It is as if I have no real existence in this world. It would have been better for me not to have been created in the first place, considering all the wrong I have done. I have come before you now, Hashem, to plead with you to help me through the power of your great name, Ehyeh, I will be, with which you revealed yourself when you began to redeem your children from Egypt. You wanted to make them your people and remove them from the pollution of Egypt. You said to Moses at the burning bush, Tell this to the children of Israel, Ehyeh sent me to you, through the power of this holy name. Help me make a whole new start and prepare myself to be in this world, to exist and live as the person you intended me to be, through returning to you in sincere, genuine teshuva. Help me feel the pain of my many sins and transgressions and come to perfect teshuva. Humility. Help me bear shame and embarrassment without throwing insults back in return. Even if I hear myself abused, let me not reply. To those that curse me, let my soul be silent. No matter how other people may abuse and insult me, let me hold my peace and say nothing. Let me silently wait for Hashem and hope in Him. And let me be like a man who does not hear and has no complaints on his lips. I will be like a deaf person. I will not hear. I will be like a dumb person who will not open his mouth. Hashem, I know the truth. 
All the insults in the world would not be enough to cleanse me, considering the weight of all of my sins. It is impossible to express in words how degraded I have become through my own choices and actions. My sins have cast a stain on your great glory. I have dishonored your holy name, and I have mightily abused my own soul through my sins. I have given power to the blood in the left side of the heart, which has strengthened my evil inclination. To make up for all this, I must simply bear even the worst insults and persecution. So, Hashem, when people abuse and insult me, help me bear it in silence, in order that this should be my atonement for all my sins. Hashem, my God, in my heart of hearts I know that I am very far from genuine teshuva. My sins have gone over my head. They have left me in such a state of mental confusion that I really have no idea how to come back to you. My good sense and intelligence have left me, and I feel as if I have no heart. I go around like a vagrant, devoid of mind and heart. Hashem, you know my foolishness. I cannot conceal my guilt from you. Father, loving Father, what should I do? Where should I run for help? What possible remedy or strategy can I find to save my soul from destruction? I lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where will my help come? Help me, help me, please. Please be kind to me. Show me your love and mercy. Save me. Shine upon me from your holy habitation and cause a spirit of wisdom and understanding, holiness and purity to rest upon me so that I will be able to genuinely sanctify and purify myself and come back to you in perfect teshuva. Let me hold my peace and say nothing to those who abuse and insult my soul. Let me silently wait for Hashem and hope in Him, bearing all degradation and persecution with love as an atonement for my sins. Judging Others Favorably Master of the Universe, through your holy sages you have given us a distant hint of the exalted holiness of the Jewish people. Every single Jew is a crown to the Holy One, blessed is he. I therefore want to ask you to help me always try to search for all the good points that are to be found in each Jew and judge everyone favorably. Even when people are against me and abuse and insult me, let me hold my peace and say nothing. Even in my heart, let me feel no hatred or anger. Instead, let me judge them favorably and assume that their intentions are pure. Give me to understand that according to their way of looking at things, they are convinced that they are doing the right thing by insulting me. Indeed, I know that all the abuse in the world would still be less than I deserve, seeing that I have sinned so much. If I am a member of the holy Jewish people, each one of whom is a crown of the king, how could I have taken so little care not to demean the honor of the king through the wrong I have done? I surely deserve every kind of abuse, since those who show contempt for me will be despised. In that case, how can I be angry at those who insult me? How can I hold it against them, considering I deserve everything I get and more? How can I take them to task for not treating me with sufficient respect, when every single one of them is a precious crown of Hashem? So please, Hashem, help me keep quiet and hold my peace and bear everything with love. And through this, bring me to perfect teshuva, which is bound up with the holy name of Ehyeh, the crown, 
as your sages have taught us.